0: Hey, everybody, George Robson here, worship arts pastor at Ocean Grove Online Church. Welcome to another one of our podcasts. I want to encourage you to stay with us for this week's scripture reading and message. All right. Um, scriptures come to us this morning, in addition to the wonderful passage that Althea read a little earlier uh, from Jeremiah. Um, I'm going to read a passage from the end of uh, the Gospel of Matthew. And the theme today is all about witnessing, uh, telling the Jesus story. And so um, we're going to pick up in verse 16 from Matthew 28. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. Remember, this is after Jesus had died and was resurrected. So this is a a post-resurrection appearance by Jesus. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. It's the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Oh God, we're grateful for your word, and we trust and pray with confidence that this is a word that you have for us this day that will inform our lives, and that will touch our spirits and our souls, and will um, inspire us uh, to move even more into your likeness, um, and to be the people spreading the good news of Jesus that you need us to be. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. During the last few weeks, we've been really focusing on some of the biblical truths that impact our lives as as beloved children of God. And uh, we've been talking a lot the last couple of weeks about the inner work uh, that we're called to do uh, and the outer work then that that inner work leads us to. Uh, Last week, we made the point that our inner work or inward work, which is things that we do, prayer and uh, meditation and um, worship and things that feed our souls and things that draw us closer uh, to Christ and deeper in our walk, should lead to outer work, um, the outer work of the Holy Spirit, Using our gifts, engaging us and making a difference in the world. And last week we especially lifted that up in areas of justice, mercy, and compassion. But really it's it's the it's the the inner work leads to outer work and service uh, to God in ways that are beyond our own selves and even beyond our own benefit. And as important as both our inner work and our outer work is, I do want to just briefly mention at this point that we're still talking about the works side of our Christian faith. Uh, We're talking about doing things, activities, actions, accomplishing tasks, all important. But as we all know or should know that there's a whole other side to our faith and our daily walk with God. And that is not the opposite of doing, but in complementary to doing. And that is being, being. Our focus during the upcoming season of Lent, which is the 40 days that lead up to Holy Week and Easter, is going to be on the person of Jesus. And we're going to see clearly, and hopefully be motivated and moved by this uh, look at Jesus' life, we're going to see his faith incorporating both the doing side of things and the being side of things, both the action and the reflection, both the potential, and the limitations. For example, we're going to look at his miracles and his healings and his teachings, which are all on the doing side. But we're also going to take notice of the times and how often they happen when Jesus would go off on his own to pray, to, to just be in the presence of God And we're gonna lift up the Mary and Martha story, which is all about being and doing. Um, So stay tuned, we're not in Lent just yet. Starts March 2nd with Ash Wednesday, and uh, leads to, of course, Easter Sunday on April 17th. So because we're not there yet, um, we're gonna go back and focus on one more on the doing side of things, is that okay? Good, because that's what I wrote, and I have no alternatives at this point. <laughs> um, and I want to stress this morning, again, this idea of witnessing. And this call to give witness, it's, it's hinted at in the end of the Matthew uh, Gospel and in, in what we call the Great Commission. Go out into the world. And baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go out and and make disciples of Jesus Christ. The the uh, mission of the United Methodist Church is make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And sometimes, as I as I ponder that and I watch the way that we do things, not only here but but. Denominationally, I I think we we sometimes get the cart before the horse and we are trying to figure out all kinds of ways to transform the world and we forget about the call and the the challenge that Jesus gives us to make disciples first. It's it's the disciples of Jesus Christ who are going to change the world and we need discipleship before change comes. So today is a reminder for us uh, as, as disciples that we are called to witness. And so I want to jump from Matthew's gospel to actually the beginning of the book of Acts. And in chapter 1, verse 8, again, this is post-resurrection, Jesus appears to his disciples and he says to them, stay where you are, remain in Jerusalem, and stay there until the Holy Spirit comes to empower you, to be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. If we were going to draw those geographical lines a little different today, we would say Jesus is saying to us, wait for the gift of the Holy Spirit, and then go um, to your neighborhood. Go to Neptune. Go to New Jersey. Go to uh, the country. Go to the globe and witness to Jesus Christ. Witness in my name in the power of the Holy Spirit. But here's another way to interpret Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. It can also be go out and witness to people that you know really well. Go out and witness to your families. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Sometimes that can be the hardest place for us to witness because not only do we know them really well, they know us really well. But go out to the people that you know. Go out to people who are maybe a coworker, a classmate, someone that you don't know intimately, but you have a casual acquaintance with. Go to them as well. Go to complete strangers. But Jesus includes Samaria, which would have also meant: go to your enemies. Go to your enemies and witness to the love of Christ. So I want to spend some time this morning in in looking at what witnessing to Jesus Christ looked like for the first disciples and for the early church, and how might that inform us and inspire us also to be good and faithful witnesses of Jesus Christ today. So we're going to jump right in with four truths about what it means to witness, what it means to witness And the first one is is that witnessing is personal. Jesus tells his disciples, in a few days you'll receive uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit, and when you do that, you will be my witnesses. The disciples will be Jesus' personal witnesses going out and telling others about Jesus. Witnesses, what they do is they bear testimony about what they know, or in this case, about who they know. John writes uh, in his first epistle, 1 John, he says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our own eyes, which we looked upon and have touched with our hands, concerning the word of life. We bear witness, we tell others about the God whom we know, the Jesus whom we know. And I think that's so critical when we think of witnessing, so often we have a reluctance, a reluctance to tell others about Jesus because we convince ourselves or we think to ourselves, what if somebody has a, a question about the Bible that we can't answer? What if somebody puts us on the spot about a theological question that we don't understand? What if someone makes us look foolish when we witness to them? Here's my advice. Hasn't always been my advice, but it is now and it always will be from here on out. Tell them, tell others about the Jesus you know. Tell them about who he is to you. Tell them about the difference he has made in your life. Tell them how you are a new person because Jesus is your Lord and Savior. Tell them how he forgave you, how he saved you, how he restored you, how he brought you back to health. Tell them about the Jesus that you know and and you have experienced. You're the authority on that story. Someone told me this a long time ago, and I've never forgot it. Don't let what you don't know keep you from sharing what you do know. Don't let what you don't know keep you from sharing what you do know. And that brings us to the second truth about witnessing, and it might almost seem contradictory to what I just shared, but stay with me, because it's, it's not. I just said that uh, witnessing about Jesus is personal, telling others what you know, how you've experienced Jesus. But I want to say there's a caveat to that. In Acts one the first place where the content of witnessing is described, we have this conversation going on amongst the disciples, there's only 11 of us now, Judas is gone, who's going to replace him? And they went back and forth about who was the right choice, and they only had one prerequisite to who was going to be the new 12th disciple, and that was they had to be an eyewitness of the resurrection of Jesus. When we look at the book of Acts, we will see that the primary witness uh, in, in Acts by the early church was not about the cross of Jesus. It was not about the crucifixion of Jesus, but it was about his resurrection from the dead. When we witness today, friends, we usually talk about a God who is loving, a Christ who forgives sins, or a salvation that provides for us second chances in life. And those are great things to to talk about and and to give testimony about. But if witnessing doesn't include the mention of the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, then the full gospel message is lacking and we miss claiming the power of the lordship of Christ. Jesus is not a teacher or healer or miracle worker who happens to be the Lord. Jesus is the Lord, the Sovereign Lord who died to secure forgiveness, to die to secure our forgiveness through his death and his resurrection. Acts puts the emphasis on the resurrection because it's the resurrection that, that gives Jesus the, 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 the claim of lordship over death, over sin, um, and, and, and uh, establishes him as, as Lord and savior when we include the resurrection we are proclaiming the lordship of jesus over our lives as he forgives loves and saves us but he can do that like nobody else can because of his resurrection because of other other people taught other people healed other people did miracles but nobody else was resurrected from the dead just jesus The third is witnessing is Christ-centered. Yes, it focuses on his resurrection, but it also ought to include all that Jesus said and did. Acts 5.32 say that the apostles bore witness to quote-unquote all of these things, meaning the birth, life, teaching, miracles, healing, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Yes, part of our witnessing is to tell our Jesus story, but if we want to put a more complete picture on it, of what Jesus did, of all that he did, then we can tell the gospel story in the fullness. And so it's one thing to say, I'm afraid of witnessing. I'm, I'm not comfortable because I don't know the Jesus story beyond my own. Friends, that may be a reason, but it ought not to be an excuse. When that happens, go to the Gospels, read the Gospels, and learn the rest of the Jesus story. You know what he did in your life, but learn what he did when he was alive and walked the earth. Learn what he did in his ministry. Learn all that he did and be able to share that when given the opportunity. So let me read a quick uh, passage from Acts chapter 10, actually, verses 39 through 43, because this is a a kind of a a good um, summary, if you will, uh, a good place to start if we want a fuller story to tell about Jesus. Luke writes in Acts, they put him to death by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him on the third day and made him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who had been chosen by God as witnesses, us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him, all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. In verse 41 of that, it says God chooses us. God chooses us to be the witnesses that he needs to go out into the world and share the good news of Jesus and that tells us that not only is is Jesus the focus of our witness but he is also the source of our witness and that brings us to the fourth truth about witnessing and that is it is accompanied by the witness of the Holy Spirit Jesus promised in Acts 1-8 that I read earlier, the Spirit would empower his disciples to bear witness. Um, I might go so far as to say it's impossible to proclaim Christ in any meaningful way without the Holy Spirit. So witnessing is not something we do in our own strength. It requires the, the work of the Spirit in us, and that ought to bring us comfort when we're feeling like, I don't have the right words to say. I don't have the, I don't have the uh, answers to all the questions. I don't know all the theological truths. Then rely on the Holy Spirit to give you the words that God needs you to say. I can't tell you how many times before an opportunity uh, to share my witness, I have prayed Quickly, God, tell me what to say. Give me the right words. Give me the right words because guess what? The purpose of witnessing, the purpose of witnessing is to bring somebody new to Jesus. Witnessing isn't so I check a box off and say, been there, done that. We witness because we want others to know Jesus in the same way that we do. We witness because we want Jesus to come. uh, We want others to come uh, to Christ. Witnessing is an opportunity guided by the Holy Spirit, empowered by the Holy Spirit, to go out in confidence The gospel will be successful and that those who hear will have an open heart to receive that witness. And while we're witnessing, we ought to have a longing, a desire for the salvation of the person that we're talking to. It's not about dropping a few gospel nuggets. It's it's about helping others find Christ and entering into the promise of abundant and eternal life. Friends, this is what we see in the book of Acts. This is what we see of the early church, the commission that Jesus gave the disciples at the end of Matthew's gospel. We see a group of of believers on a mission to make disciples can make disciples for the transformation of the world, but we gotta do our discipleship-making work before we can hope that the world will be transformed. So to that end, let us get busy, let us get to work, let us labor with prayerful confidence that God will be able to take our witness, take it to our families, Take it to our friends and our co-workers. Take it to our classmates and our neighbors. Take it to our casual acquaintances. Take it to complete strangers. And yes, take it to our enemies. So that we may fulfill our calling. And that the witness of the Holy Spirit through us will bring others into a life of faith. Maybe so. Let's pray together. God, we we pray for opportunities to witness. We pray that you would bring us people with open hearts, open minds, so that when we take that step when we rely on the Holy Spirit to give us the words to say that we will have the courage to go where the Spirit leads us, to say what the Spirit is is guiding us to say and and to do it in a way that is full of grace and that causes that open heart and that open mind to receive it in full. God, give us opportunities and, and situations And people give us subtle times to witness give us overt times to witness give us individuals give us groups give us an opportunity to spread the good news of Jesus everywhere we go and with all people so that we can fulfill the 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 commission if you will the calling that you have placed on us as disciples You said to us, stay where you are and wait for the gift of the Holy Spirit. God, we pray for that gift. And then go out into the world, to the ends of the world, and be my witnesses. God, we want to be good and faithful witnesses. Help us, oh God, to accomplish that desire for us that you have. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. We really appreciate you staying with us this time around. Remember, you can always search out other podcasts from OGC by looking up Ocean Grove Church, or type in oceangrovechurch.com slash podcast question mark format equals RSS in your player of choice. And if you'd like other ways to stay up to date on all things Ocean Grove Church, Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as Ocean Grove Church, on Twitter as OG Church, and don't forget our website, oceangrovechurch.com. And you can contact us via email at oceangrovechurch at gmail.com. Until next time, we bid you peace.